When our absolutes are absolutely absolute, our lives will be running over with peace and joy and the Holy Ghost fulfillment. Jesus displays this marvel in the teaching of the single eye, Luke eleven thirty four through 36. The light of the body is the eye. Therefore, when thine eye is single, thy whole body also is full of light. But when thy eye is evil, thy body also is full of darkness. Take heed, therefore, that the light which is in thee be not darkness. If thy whole body, therefore, be full of light, having no part dark, the whole shall be full of light, and it's when the bright shining of a candle doth give thee light. The single eye that is fixed entirely on Jesus Christ, who is the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world, John 1.19. When that is the case, my whole body will be filled with light, my spiritual man, and yes, my physical man, even at the cellular level. There will be no confusion between my ears. It is allness for allness. If I want all of God, then I must give all of me. Here my eye is single. Here my absolutes are absolutely absolute. And that absolute is Jesus Christ the righteous, whose name is the Word of God, Revelation 19.13. It's allness for allness. Have you yet to be born again, born a second time, this time of the Spirit of God? Jesus said, John 3, 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. When you are born a second time, you become a son or daughter of God. And here, everything changes, I mean dramatically. If you follow me in a simple prompt, you will become a new creature today. Today, all your sin and shame will be washed away by Christ's cleansing blood. Today, all of Satan's bondages in your life will be vanquished. Every single one, the bigger the better. Today, your eternal soul is in your very own hand. Your opportunity for eternal salvation is at this very moment. Here is the prompt I promised. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Genesis 1, 26 and 27. And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. God said, Exodus 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. God said, Genesis 1, 1, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Man said, We came out of the dark ages when we threw out God and his Bible. Darwin opened the door to evolution, our new God. Our new churches are our universities, and our new ministers are our highly enlightened, very smart professors. They say there was a big bang out of nothing. Boom! And here we are. Wow! Isn't evolution awesome? Now the record. 
Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 1113, that will again certify the supernatural bona fides of God's holy book. All of these faith-building features are archived here and freely given in text and streaming audio for the edification of the saints and for the building up of the kingdom of God. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for visiting. May God's face shine upon you with light and truth. This may sound incredulous, but today's science revels in their errors. They readily admit that much of their science of yesterday has been debunked by their science of today, and that their science of tomorrow will debunk their science of today. That certainly boosts one's confidence, don't you think? But there's good news for carnal science. They have a lot of reveling to look forward to. Charles Darwin, who popularized the vacuous theory of evolution, promoted the idea that as science grew in knowledge, it would soon make God and his Bible irrelevant. However, the exact opposite is the case, the 180 principle, of course. Relax, children of faith. Your glorious confidence in God and his marvelous word will not be disappointed. <laughs> Never. Neanderthal Man is back to making headlines in the feature written by Dr. Michael J. Ord and published by Creation.com on June 17, 2022. Keep in mind that the Neanderthal, first discovered in 1856, was boldly promoted as the final missing link between ape and man and the crowning jewel of the proof of evolution. Before we get to Dr. Ord's article, several excerpts from previous God Said, Man Said features follow as foundation. God Said, Man Said, it's just fake news. Former U.S. President Donald J. Trump has successfully branded much of today's media as fake news. The media has been scrambling around trying to regain any semblance of the credibility they imagined they once had, but they will not succeed. Satan's mantra, his entire persona, is embodied in fake news. He can no more tell the truth than the darkness can become light. Satan's fake news can seem credible for a short period of time, but it will quickly melt down to its essence, fake. The world's first occurrence of fake news was aired to an audience of one in the Garden of Eden to Grandmother Eve, and the newscaster was Satan. The shocking news Eve received from Satan was that the God in whom she had so much faith was a liar. Satan informed Eve that she could in fact eat of the forbidden fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and not only would she not die as God had stated, but she would also live forever like the gods, Genesis 3, 1 through 5. Since that first bite, each generation as a result of harmful mutations has been getting dumber. Additionally, a sizable chunk of the world's real estate is occupied by city morgues, funeral homes, and graveyards, not to mention hospitals, where one goes to hopefully be delivered from, at least for a time, the inevitability of death. Fake news runs amok in pseudoscience's search for the so-called missing link. Examples include, 1. Ramapithecus was originally constructed from a few teeth, and a few fragments of a jaw. As a result of new fossil material, 
he has been reclassified as an orangutan. Number two, Australophithecines, a proposed missing link, has lost his credentials. This creature did not walk upright in a human manner. Three, Java Man. The original discoverer of Java Man, who was constructed from a femur, skull cap, and three teeth, set him forth as a showpiece of evolution. Many years later, they conceded that Java Man was probably just a giant gibbon. Four, Neanderthal Man. All anthropologists now believe that he was just as human as you and me. Five, Cro-Magnum Man. If he walked down the street clean-shaven and in a business suit, he would go completely unnoticed. Number six, Nebraska Man, made famous in the Scopes trial in the 1920s, was the evolutionist proof that their theory was fact. This Nebraska Man was their missing link. The proof was a tooth. But years later, after further digging, they discovered their tooth was that of a pig and not an intermediate of man. A relatively new missing link was Archaeoraptor, which was offered to the public as proof positive that reptiles evolved into birds. These Chinese, this Chinese, excuse me, chicken lizard, much to the embarrassment of the evolutionist and National Geographic, which was promoting it aggressively, proved to be a fraud. It was discovered that someone had glued a dinosaur tail to a primitive bird, and the frauds keep rolling. In 1912, the newspaper headline blared, Missing Link Found, Darwin's Theory Proved. Author Donald DeYoung records the following. The famous Piltdown Man fossil had been located in England. Over the next 40 years, the pieces of skull and accompanying tools were studied, debated, and often used as evolution evidence. Four decades later, however, in 1953, the artifacts were recognized as a complete fraud. Someone had placed together the skull of a human and the jawbone of an ape. They were artificially made to look old with acid and markings with a wire brush. The perpetuator has never been identified. Suspicion should have been raised immediately for at least two reasons. First, Piltdown Man was found just 30 miles from Charles Darwin's residence. Second, one of the burial implements alongside the fossil strangely resembled a cricket bat used in modern British sports, end of quote. Additional examples of fake news would include Peking Man, Lucy, the peppered moth, horse evolution, the whale's floating pelvis, and over 200 vestigial organs and body parts that prove evolution, and now, uh, not one. The headline on the cover of the January 2020 issue of Acts and Facts reads, Homonality, Another Failed Evolutionary Ape Man. Much of the feature written by geneticist Dr. J.P. Tompkins follows. One of the most confusing and enigmatic ape man discoveries of the 21st century has been homonality. Its discoverer was Lee Berger, a controversial American paleoanthropologist working at Wits University in Johannesburg, South Africa. The claims surrounding this discovery have been extolled, criticized, and debated by both evolutionists and creationists. In fact, a 2015 science news piece in The Guardian highlighted the raging controversy among secular academics over nationality. It was titled, Scientists Who Found New Human Species Accused of Playing Fast and Loose with the Truth. 
since the first journal publication describing H-nality in 2015. Much additional work and analysis of the bone fragments and other archaeological and geological aspects of the research have been published. As a result, we can now step back and take a fresh look at all the data and conclude that yet another false ape-man story has been perpetrated upon the public to prop up a failed paradigm of human evolution, end of quotes. GodSaidManSaid.com When facts replace theory, the Neanderthal next door. Dr. Dwayne Gish, who just recently passed away, was a well-known biochemist, author, and famous debater. He had the following comment concerning Neanderthal man. It was claimed that he lived as long as about 100,000 years ago to as recently as 25 years, 25,000 years ago. But all anthropologists now believe that he was just as human as you and I. In their book, Many Infallible Proofs, Dr. H. Morris and Dr. H. Morris III have this enlightening section on the Neanderthal man. The most famous of all the supposed ape men was Neanderthal man who was believed by the contemporaries of Charles Darwin to be a brutish, half-stooped, ape-like evolutionary ancestor of Homo sapiens. It is now quite evident, however, even to the evolutionists that Neanderthal, as well as the still more advanced Cro-Magnum man, was human in every sense of the word, completely Homo sapiens. Even such a thoroughgoing evolutionist as Dobshansky has commented on this. The cranial capacity of the Neanderthal race of Homo sapiens was on average equal to or even greater than that in modern man, end of quote. The reason why Neanderthal man was somewhat stooped and brutish in structure was not because he was newly evolved from the ape, but because he had health problems. Now at long last, thanks to the investigations of Dr. Francis Ivanhoe of London, who published his findings in the August 8, 1970 issue of Nature, the Neanderthal puzzle may have been solved. His review of the currently available anthropological and medical evidence shows that Neanderthal man was evidently the victim of his decision to move too far north at the wrong time, the onset of the glacial age. In doing so, contends Dr. Ivanhoe, he lost significant contact with the ultraviolet rays of the sun, and because his diet did not provide the missing nutrient, he contracted rickets, the vitamin D deficiency disease, which was to deform him for thousands of years to follow, end of quote. The headline of S. Bunny's article in New Scientist was, Neanderthals weren't so dumb after all, she said. Paleontologists in Israel have discovered a fossil bone which shows Neanderthals may have been just as capable of speech as modern humans, end of quote. Another article in New Scientist was titled, Living Human Fossils in Outer Mongolia. One of the paragraphs from the article reads, Is Neanderthal man alive and living in Outer Mongolia? Myra Shackley tentatively posed this question in 1980 in her semi-popular book, Neanderthal Man. Probably to the surprise of many, but not all, uh, not all archaeologists, she repeats it in the latest issue of the much-respected archaeology journal Antiquity. The sightings of wild men with the physical appearance of Neanderthals together with the tools, uh, the tool finds, represent to Myra Shackley an impressive body of material 
which is too difficult to disregard. In the January 2017 issue of Acts and Facts, Dr. R.J. Galuzzi uh, addresses the subhumanization of Neanderthals under the heading of Neanderthals were subhuman in imagination only. Several paragraphs follow. Evolutionary beliefs, not known facts about Neanderthals, forced this misleading, subhumanized caricature of them. Evolutionary imagination conjured up the ape-like, hairy, club-wielding, mentally underdeveloped savage because it fit their expectations of a missing link between an ape-like ancestor and humans. Rather than liberating scientific research, for decades this major evolutionary blunder has sidetracked an accurate understanding of Neanderthals. In the last decade, an astounding flood of documentation has poured in showing how Neanderthals are far more human than evolutionary stories have depicted. Views about diminished mental capacity were especially overturned. Infant brain development for Neanderthals was believed to follow an ancestral mode of brain development similar to that of our closest living relatives, the chimpanzees. Modern humans, by contrast, were suggested to follow a uniquely derived mode of brain development just after birth, but the new data indicate that Neanderthals follow largely similar methods of endocranial development to modern humans. These findings challenge the notion that human brain and cognitive development after birth is uniquely derived. The full sequencing of Neanderthal DNA showed it was at least 99.7% like that of living humans. Neanderthals and other humans made it and exchanged DNA that in some places such as the DNA related to the skin, the genetic instruction, or as much as 70% Neanderthal. And in another place, there's virtually nothing from the species that's often portrayed as brutish cavemen. Therefore, the next time you call someone a Neanderthal, better look in the mirror. Usually, creatures, especially humans, mate with others that they recognize as the same species. The fact of Neanderthals mating with people like us reveals, as a science reporter states that, for a long time, the field of human evolution has imagined a fictional world where distinct human groups separated from one another and then remained distinct for long periods of time. Seipel, a Cold Spring Harbor Laboratory geneticist, said, and we're just finding out on multiple timescales that that's just not true. The evidence of Neanderthals as evolutionary transitions is being shown to be merely a mental construct that took on a life of its own following its wholesale adoption. Possibly the most remarkable findings are Neanderthal artifacts that reveal behaviors like those of all people throughout history. A simple search for published returns, retor, uh, reports excuse me, returns headlines like, Surprise! Neanderthals were fine housekeepers. Ancient engraving strengthens case for sophisticated Neanderthals. Ice Age fashion showdown. Neanderthal capes versus human hoodies. The real question, who didn't have sex with Neanderthals? Neanderthals may have used chemistry to start fires. Hand axe design reveals distinct Neanderthal cultures. Neanderthals made their own jewelry. New method confirms. Maybe Neanderthals weren't such Neanderthals. Neanderthals built mysterious stone circles, and modern humans no brainier than Neanderthals study finds, end of quote. When the speculations of unbelief are removed, the facts declare the glory of God, 
These final excerpts are again from the Neanderthal man back in the news. If men lived an average pre-flood life of 912 years, or basically 13 times longer than we do today, and they certainly did, then much of the world's knowledge that rejects this Bible record would have a very distorted view of reality, and it certainly does. Tremendously long pre-flood lifespans answer many questions. Consider Neanderthal man, one of the evolutionists supposed links between ape and man. Because pseudoscience has rejected the Bible and the creation model, the following truth has escaped the followers of pseudoscience. A.L. Gillen writes in his book, Body by Design. Dr. Jack Cousseau, a research orthodontist for over 30 years, in his book, Buried Alive, explains Neanderthal man's skeletons. His studies show that the human head does not stop growing as we age. Contrasting the measurements of people's heads when they were 19, in their late 40s, and some at age 80, he discovered that the head changed in the following manner. Number one, the brow ridge came forward. Number two, the jaw came forward. Number three, the nose got bigger. Number four, the chin came forward. Number five, the cheeks came down forward and flattened out. Six, the teeth came forward. And number seven, the back of the head started to point out. Think of a baby's soft head. It is fashioned with cartilage as well as bone. Our skull gradually changes over time from fetus to infant to adolescent to adult. This has been known for some time. But more recently, Dr. Jack Cousseau has found that our skull continues to change in our old age. And assuming man could live to 150, 200, 300, or even 500, 500 years of age, this pattern of change would produce an individual that looked remarkably like Neanderthal man. End of quote. The headline of Dr. Ord's June 2020 feature reads, Neanderthals Becoming More Modern with Time. Excerpts from the article follow. Many people and some scientists still consider Neanderthals the last missing link before man. Neanderthals were first discovered in 1856 in the Neander Valley of Germany. They lived during the Ice Age, mostly in caves. Neanderthal man is often depicted as a brutish caveman. Numerous facial features and skeletal reconstructions showed him half ape and half man. But since the first discovery, over 500 skeletons have been found. These reveal the true nature of Neanderthal man and the bias of evolutionists. The depictions of Neanderthal man have completely changed in the past 50 years. Although once thought to have a brain about 10% larger than modern man, a better analysis shows that Neanderthals only had a slightly larger brain than modern man, which is, get this, three times the brain volume of an ape. This should have been powerful evidence that Neanderthals were human like us. Neanderthals buried their dead with flowers, a distinctly human trait. Sometimes Neanderthals were found buried with modern humans. It is likely they built boats based on remains from Mediterranean Sea islands. Neanderthal man likely crossed the Gibraltar Strait. All of these discoveries or deductions indicate early people, including Neanderthals and even Homo erectus, built boats and could navigate the seas and had much more intelligence than evolutionists have given them credit for. At one time, 
uh, paleoanthropologists believe Neanderthals were physiologically incapable of complex speech. A Neanderthal hyoid bone was discovered in Israel in 1989 that was very similar to that of modern humans. The hyoid bone from the region of the throat is not connected to any other bones. It is very important for controlled speech. However, this did not satisfy many skeptics that Neanderthals could speak like modern man. Based on newer technology, the internal structure and microbiomechanical features of the hyoid bone were analyzed. The results were consistent with Neanderthals having complex speech, the same as modern humans. However, some skeptics, they were still not satisfied. They declared that just because Neanderthals had all the features needed for complex speech, it does not prove that they talk like us. And besides, it was only one sample. From the new research, the old adage can be applied, if it quacks like a duck and looks like a duck, then it must be a duck. Moreover, human hyoid bones have also been found with other Ice Age people groups. For, in, for instance, Homo heidelbergensis, the supposed ancestor of Neanderthals, had two human hyoid bones found in Cima de los Husas in the Sierra of Atapoeca, Spain. These cave fossils were at one time thought to be Neanderthal, giving good indication that they were no different than Neanderthals. However, they are now considered Homo heidelbergensis, likely because the date uh, they fossils to a half a million years too old for Neanderthals. Neanderthal man is also believed to have lived in the foothills of the western Ural Mountains, just south of the Arctic Circle. Apparently, they were smart enough to survive in what uniformitarian scientists assume was a very cold environment during the Ice Age. Neanderthal man had the controlled use of fire. The evidence for this consists of 165 stones and stone artifacts and several hundred animal bone fragments found in a Spanish cave that display signs of heating up to 400 to 600 degrees, consistent with a fire. Since the evidence was found about 26 feet inside the cave, the researchers thought it unlikely that the signs of controlled fire were caused by sparks from a wildfire. Scientists have also discovered the remains of an annular ringed construction found 1,100 feet within another cave in southwest France attributed to Neanderthals. They discovered a regular geometry of broken sta uh, sta uh, stalagmite circles with several traces of fire. This is the first evidence scientists found displaying Neanderthals' construction ability and revealing a complex social network and evidence of communicating for a given end to build a home within the cave. Thus, humans from this period had already mastered the underground environment which can be considered a major step in human modernity. However, uh, these scientists are speaking from the point of view of evolution. Neanderthals did not need a major step towards humanity. They were already fully human. The authors concluded, Until now, no evidence has been found for regular Neanderthal incursions into caves except for a possible case of footprints, and Neanderthal construction inside caves, at least at a distance that is no longer exposed to daylight, were totally unknown. The cave findings support other human abilities of Neanderthals, including uh, painting sophisticated images on cave walls, jewelry making, and painting perforated marine shells for body jewelry. 
Neanderthals probably made bone flutes and so could also make music. It has been controversial whether Neanderthal man painted on cave walls, but new evidence indicates they did indeed produce cave art. They did it before modern people supposedly um, entered the area. The researchers even suggest that Neanderthal man may have taught the skill to modern man. Art is also a human characteristic. Neanderthal man was a sophisticated hunter and ate a diversity of food, including mushrooms. They not only ate meat, but also ate vegetables, fish, and birds, and hunted small, fast game such as rabbits. They even cooked their food. In summary, archaeology now confirms that Neanderthal man had numerous abilities that are attributed to modern man. The evidence is inescapable that Neanderthal man was just a people group who left Babel and settled in Europe and Western Asia. Ingrained ideas die hard. But the number of evolutionists who still consider Neanderthal man primitive are dwindling. Hopefully, it will soon be zero. Neanderthal man was a caveman, but he was very intelligent. They were not half ape and half human as the culture tries to portray them. Cavemen are simply people who live in caves. Some people live in caves today and have electricity and TVs. The insides of Neanderthal caves were laid out like houses. They had covered dwellings within the cave based on post holes found in the cave sediments. It is likely their houses were covered with animal skins, providing warmth and privacy, end of quote. It is amazing to watch the mental gymnastics, one tooth, one bone, one vertebrae, will have evolutionists leaping at the next missing link, while mountains of evidence to the contrary will have them twisting and turning to escape the truth. In the book, In Six Days, Why Fifty Scientists Choose to Believe in Creation, we find a telling paragraph written about and by Dr. John R. Bumgardner in Six Days, uh, writes about the doctor. Dr. Bumgardner is a technical staff member in the theoretical division of Los Alamos National Laboratory. He holds a B.S. in electrical engineering from Texas Tech University, an M.S., in electrical engineering from Princeton University, and an MS and PhD in geophysics and space physics from UCLA. Dr. Baumgartner is the chief developer of the TerraCode, a 3D finite element program for modeling the Earth's mantle and lithosphere. His current research is in the areas of planetary mantle dynamics and the development of efficient hydro, uh, uh, hydronamic methods for supercomputers. Dr. Baumgartner writes concerning how coded language structures such as in DNA arise. Despite all the millions of pages of evolutionist publications, from journal, journal articles to textbooks to popular magazine stories, which assume and imply that material processes are entirely adequate to accomplish macroevolutionary miracles, there is in reality no rational basis for such belief. It is utter fantasy. Coded language structures are non-material in nature and absolutely require a non-material explanation. And finally, the doctor writes, As a Christian who is also a professional scientist, I exalt in the reality that in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth Exodus 20, verse 11, may he forever be praised, end of quotes. Settle it between your ears. 
God's Word is true and righteous altogether, a place to build a life that will last forever. When your absolutes are absolutely absolute, the confusion disappears. God said, Genesis 1, 26 and 27, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. God said, Exodus 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. God said, Genesis 1, 1, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Man said, We came out of the dark ages when we threw out God and his Bible. Darwin opened the door to evolution, our new God. Our new churches are our universities, and our new ministers are our highly enlightened, very smart professors. They said there was a big bang out of nothing. Boom! And here we are. Wow! Isn't evolution awesome? Now you have the record.